Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope to incorporate. Yes, we hope you incorporate us into your revision as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Okay, so our first week of like full week of episodes. Mm-hmm. So we are doing immunity week this week. So it's Monday and we're in your ears and this has never happened before. So this mm-hmm. is our first full week of episodes. Unless you've listened to us on a Monday. Yeah, of course. So we're here all week with immunity episodes. So every day this week you will get a new episode from us Monday to Friday on the whole immunity topic. Everything to do with the immunity that is in AS biology and or year one biology is we basically cut it down to five episodes and I'm only going to introduce terminology and terms as we go along that is necessary for that episode. I'm not going to talk about specific cells until I need to. I'm just going to approach it all from sort of episode by episode. Today's episode is pathogens, antigens and phagocytosis. Mm -hmm. So our first process. Right, so Sarah, what is a pathogen? A bad thing. Yeah? It tries to hurt you in the body. Okay, good, yeah. So the the specific definition that you need for what a pathogen is and what will get you a mark in an exam is that it is a microorganism that causes disease. So what we mean by microorganism, what do you think? Tiny, tiny little thing. Yeah, tiny thing, yeah. So we're talking about bacteria, viruses and fungi when we talk about microorganisms. Okay. So a pathogen is a bacteria or a virus or a fungi that causes disease. Now, don't forget, yeah. there are plenty of microorganisms around us that don't affect us, that are fairly harmless. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're like on us all the time. They're on us all the time. They're, they're everywhere. I mean, just look at yoghurt and cheese and all those different mm-hmm. things. They're, they've all got microorganisms yeah. in them that, that are good. They're, they're, they're useful. And we've got a lot in our intestines that are useful and help us to process certain things. So only the ones that make us ill are pathogens. What do pathogens do that actually physically makes us ill? What is it that they're doing in our body, do you think? Hurting our enzymes. Mm, well, in a, in a roundabout way, I suppose they are, but that was not necessarily a mark in the exam. Is it something to do with, like, not letting... Is it something to do with enzymes? No. I don't know, then. Okay, so it, a question like this would normally... So, like, what do pathogens do that cause disease? Do they destroy our cells? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well done. So one of the answers would be it destroys or damages cells. Yes. The other answer is that they release toxins. Okay. Okay. Poisons. Poisons, yeah. And actually our immune system also deals with those toxins, okay, by releasing what we... Well, in, at GCSE you learn antitoxin. They release antitoxins. That neutralises the toxin. So, so that would, again, be a standard question. What do pathogens do to cause disease? And that would be your two answers that would get you your marks. All pathogens have what we call antigens on their cell surface membrane. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. So they are small protein molecules that are on the surface, sticking out of the surface of the membrane outside the cell, okay. signalling to things around it. Oh, like, ooh, look yeah? at this. So we have proteins on our own cells that we wouldn't necessarily call antigens because they're ours. 
so they would be recognised as self, not foreign to the body. But if right. a pathogen was to gain entry into your body... The proteins on the outside are antigens. Are antigens because they're non-self or yeah. foreign antigens uh-huh. that are, don't belong in your body. So your immune system has its job of dealing with that. There are lots of other things that can act as antigens or cells that have antigens on them. So, for instance, if there was trans- transplanted cells in someone's body, like a transplanted organ mm-hmm. or, or transplanted cells in someone's body, then the protein on the surface of those cells wouldn't be self. Or blood. Yeah. Well, blood, not so much. Blood doesn't seem to count as much. Oh, OK. As long as it's your type, mm-hmm. you're fine. If you put an organ into someone's body to save their life and it's not properly matched to that person or that person isn't then taking what we call immunosuppressants then your body will reject it and what that means is your immune system is killing that organ Mm -hmm. because it thinks it shouldn't be in the body other things are like cancer cells can sometimes mutate in a way where it produces a foreign antigen to your body so your body can deal with that cancer cell and toxins even though they're not cells they're molecules that can act as antigens and your immune system has like we said antitoxins that can be produced too so your immune system deals with that does that sort of make sense yeah so it's not just pathogens that can act as like foreign to the body that there are other things like that as well all right our immune system is complicated and there are so many steps and so many processes and lots and lots of cells involved and we can split our defense mechanisms in our body into specific and non-specific And we're going to look at non-specific today. Basically, it doesn't matter what the pathogen is. Our non-specific mechanisms will treat everything the same. It might not even be a pathogen. It might Mm -hmm. be a bit of dust. Do you know what I mean? It's like it treats it exactly the same. And that's what we're going to look at for the rest of this episode. The first thing that we could say is non-specific are physical barriers in our body that prevent the entry of pathogens in. Skin. Skin is a prime example. Skin is just a waterproof barrier Mm -hmm. that pathogen cannot get inside that Mm -hmm. barrier it's spot on perfect and if you get a a cut yes there is a little window there that a pathogen might be able to gain entry but then of course our body will deal with that by scab so that the new skin can form underneath there are so many physical barriers in our body that aside from skin that they're primarily mainly just to stop pathogens from getting into our body like even your eyes you're blinking at me and that is one of those things okay so Uh your eyelashes are great for like batting oh, away um, things. Oh, thing in your throat that There's, moves around right. constantly. Yeah, yeah. We'll Villi eye. Cilia. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. So you, and every time you blink, a layer of tears covers your eye and that's like antiseptic in a way. So looking at our orifices on our face, we've got, got entryways for pathogens, haven't we? Like just get in and mm-hmm. go in our body. But there's lots of defence mechanisms around that. So you in your nose, you've got snot, mucus, and you've got hairs. And you've got this sort of idea that if, if something gets in your nose and irritates the nose, you sneeze. Sneeze. It's a way of flushing things yeah. out. At the back of your throat and down into your trachea, you've got lots of mucus and you've got lots of cilia. So the idea is that if something was an airborne or pathogen was to get into your body mm. through your nose and mouth and down into your trachea, there's lots of mucus there that can trap pathogens as well as lots of bits of dust and things like mm-hmm. that. And then the cilia work by just constantly moving backwards and forwards, moving that mucus up to the top of your throat so that you, like, swallow it. So it should go down your your esophagus into your stomach and be dealt with maybe in the acid, that sort of thing. Mm. Or some people choose to spit, which, of course, is disgusting. Even, like, say, your urethra, 
is a, is a possible, do you know what your urethra is? Yeah. So even like there's a possibility that really quite adapted bacteria can get into your bladder, even up your urethra, and they like hook in and they hold on. And But urine flushes your urethra and urine is actually sterile mm-hmm. when it's in your bladder, which it should be unless you've got an infection. So the act of just weeing is flushing your urethra. But then again, like I say, bacteria have adapted and they can hook in and like hold on and... Your body has all these things and we've listed a few that fairly good sort of examples of how your body has physical barriers against things. However, they still will get in. That's how you get the colds. That's how you get all these different things. And COVID. Yeah. Mm, and COVID, yeah. Like COVID is, is, is obviously an airborne virus. Uh, it will get into your body through your eyes, your nose, your mouth, and it will affect your lungs. When, when we talk about damaging cells, we're talking about it damaging your actual alveoli cells. Mm-hmm that are there for gas exchange. It damages the cells in the alveoli and it damages all those areas. It gets really inflamed and really hard to breathe. Mm-hmm. That's probably a crude way of explaining basically how COVID causes problems with your breathing and things like that. There's the symptom as well that, that that's come out about losing your... Sense of smell and taste. Because, uh, again, it's killing cells in your nose. Mm-hmm. You know, up there where you've... In your taste buds and everything. Yeah. it's affecting those there's a link isn't there between your nose and your yeah taste buds and everything and it, yeah it sort of is killing cells severing that link and you can't smell or taste anything for a little while until it builds back up again if your body allows those things in basically it doesn't try hard enough to get them out your second line of defense in your body is this process called phagocytosis so there is a special white blood cell called a phagocyte that acts as like the first cell in your body that will deal with <laughs> any pathogen. Are you okay? I keep thinking of <laughs> Oliver Twist. <laughs> Not Fagan cytosis. Fago. Consider yourself <laughs> at home. <laughs> Consider yourself one of the family. Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, so phagocytes not like phaging, not taking you in and looking after you. Okay. Um, but then also making you steal from people. Yes. Uh, no, just going to kill you. Oh, okay. So the, the white blood cells called phagocytes, they, they travel in the blood, they can um, enter tissues, they can transfer into tissues and out of tissues and that sort of thing. But they are going to be the first cells to tackle a pathogen. This is the diagram. Have you got it? Yes. So if you are a regular listener of our podcast, you will know that we have very simple resources, nothing special, just pictures really, that we put onto teachmescience.co.uk in the resources section. And they're just pictures that I've drawn, they're nothing special. But they're there to kind of back up what I'm saying so that you've got a visual, because Sarah likes a visual, don't mm. you? And you, you can add your notes onto it and put it in your folder and use it as, as your sort of resources. This one looks like a sunburn. <laughs> uh, stage one of phagocytosis. The phagocyte itself is the cell and it's got a really big nucleus. All white blood cells have really big nucleuses. So this is a white blood cell? Yeah. Okay. So all white blood cells have really big nucleuses because they have to make a lot of things. They tend to be multinuclei. The phagocyte is going to be attracted to anything foreign to the body, anything okay. with a foreign antigen. It's mm-hmm. going to recognise a foreign antigen or it's going to be attracted to it because of the by what we call chemoattractants. So that bacteria is going to be producing chemicals, maybe a toxin, something like that. Okay. And it's going to attract that white, that white blood cell to it. So it, it kind of moves towards it via a concentration gradient. So it's kind of moving up the concentration gradient. The highest concentration is going to be near the bacteria or near the pathogen. 
So it's going to be like attracted towards it and move okay. towards it. So that's the first stage. What will happen when it gets near it is it will engulf it. So you can see in picture two, cell membrane is starting to wrap around it and move around it. We call that engulfing. So that would be the terminology we have to use. And then in three, you can see it's enveloped it completely and it's inside what we call a phagosome. It's like a vesicle, isn't it? Remember we talked about yeah. vesicles before? Mm-hmm. You could you, you could say vesicle in an exam and get, get you mark. that mark. Okay. So it's called a phagosome or a vesicle and the pathogen is being held inside that, inside the white blood cell. Number four, there's an organelle moving towards the phagosome and it's called a lysosome. Do you remember anything about lysosomes? I don't remember. So lysosomes contain enzymes, digestive enzymes. Okay. So what they're going to do is they're going to move towards the phagosome. Kill it. They're going to fuse with it and they're going to release their digestive enzymes into the phagosome. Mm -hmm. And those digestive enzymes are going to hydrolyze the pathogen or break down the pathogen. Number five, all the products of the digestion are just absorbed into the white blood cell. Yeah. And then the phagocyte will take a little bit of the foreign antigen and present it on its own cell surface membrane. And it becomes an antigen-presenting cell. It's presenting the foreign antigen... Like, we won! No, to say, this is in our body, right, where's the rest of the cells that we need? Because there are more cells that are going to do jobs. There are what we call B cells, and there are what we call T cells, okay, that are specific. So the, the phagocyte's job is to now find the T cell that is going to deal with that antigen that is specific to that antigen. And it is going to kick off the rest of the immune system's process, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. So would you already be poorly at this point, or have you not got poorly yet? You'd be poorly, Mm -hmm. because obviously the pathogen has to incubate in your body for a little bit, which means it's replicating, Mm -hmm. and you're going to have lots and like a build-up of of it. And as it's doing that, it's going to be killing your cells, and probably take, depending on the pathogen, a couple of days to a week. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. you would already be poorly. So the specific immune response will come next. And today we've just talked about non-specific. So okay. It doesn't matter what it is, the phagocyte can get it. But only the specific T cell or specific B cell to that pathogen it will do the rest of the, the job of the immune mm-hmm. system, which is why vaccinations are so... Right, should we do some questions? Mm-hmm. I've got four questions. Question one, one mark. What is a pathogen? It's just like a bad thing. <laughs> It's just like a bad thing. No marks. It's, so um, it is it's a microorganism that, that is, um, causes um, you to be poorly. Causes disease, causes infection. Uh-huh. Yeah. So microorganism that causes disease. Mm-hmm. Instead of using the word microorganism, you could use the word bacteria or virus or fungi because you're still right. saying a microorganism. Yeah. So you'd still get the mark, but you've got to say one of those things yeah. and then causes disease mm. or an immune response. Question two, what is an antigen? And this is two marks. What is an antigen? That is on the outside. And it is It's on the outside of the pathogen and it is foreign to the body. Okay, so it's foreign. It's a foreign protein. Yes. For one mark. And it stimulates what? Don't know. An immune response. Immune response. Okay. So an antigen for two marks is a foreign protein that Didn't do too badly. stimulates an immune response. Yeah. So you wouldn't have got that. I said now. foreign. You did say foreign, but not protein. And what I'm trying to get at here is just sort of basic one markers, two markers, simple questions mm. that will come up that yeah. just have these learnt answers, mm-hmm. you know. And then question three, 
give two ways in which pathogens can cause disease. So what are the two things that they do? You said one of them earlier. This, and you said, oh, do they? And I said, yes. They destroy your cells. Oh, of course. Yes, well, or, that was me. Or release... <laughs> Um, release toxins. That's right. Okay, yes. so that's again your two marks. Got okay. it. Okay, and then last question, question four, is four marks. When a pathogen enters the body, it may be destroyed by phagocytosis. Mm. Describe how. It sucks it in with a vacuole into the white blood cell, and then um, the ribosomes, liposomes, the lion ones, the lysomes, they get it and they release digestive enzymes which digest it and hydrolyze the pathogen. Okay. And then the little triangles are left and then they push the little triangles out and go, <laughs> where's the rest of you? <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad, actually. You probably would have got about two marks there. So, first of all, the phagocyte is attracted to the pathogen. Mm-hmm. The pathogen is engulfed. Remember that word, engulfed? So it's wrapping its what did I say? around it. Sucks it in. <laughs> Swallows. Don't say that. Yep, engulf. Okay. That's the word we're using. Okay. It's enclosed in a... Vacuole-like thing. Vesicle. Vesicle. Or, or phagosome. Vesicle. Yeah. Okay. I think you probably get the mark for vacuole, but it would be the last thing I would use. Like, it would be the last word okay. I would use. Okay, all right, all right. So I would always use phagosome or I would say vesicle. Yeah. Lysosome fuses with the phagosome and then you said it releases its lactic enzymes or its digestive enzymes and the pathogen is digested or hydrolyzed you said well done Mm -hmm. so you would have got your marks for that bit yeah well done and that's it that's the questions how do you feel about that good i like it yeah interesting it is good you've got a whole week of this so Mm -hmm. right my roundup for today There are many cells and processes involved in lasting immunity against a pathogen. In this episode, we have discussed the non-specific mechanisms involved, which are the first lines of defence. A pathogen is a microorganism, so a bacteria, virus or fungi, that cause disease. Pathogens have an antigen on their cell surface membrane, which is a protein that, if recognised as foreign or non-self, will stimulate an immune response. Pathogens can cause disease by releasing toxins and destroying or killing our cells. Our body has many non-specific physical barriers to prevent entry of pathogens, such as skin, tears, eyelashes, mucus and cilia. If a pathogen still gains entry to the body, the first cells that will deal with them are called phagocytes. Phagocytes deal with all pathogens in the same way. Phagocytes are attracted to the pathogen by chemoattractants. They enclose the pathogen in a phagosome by engulfing it. Lysosomes fuse with the phagosome and release hydrolytic enzymes or lysozymes into it, which hydrolyze the pathogen. The products of this are absorbed by the phagocyte. The phagocyte will now become an antigen presenting cell by presenting the pathogen's foreign antigen on its surface to continue the immune response. Any takeaways? Yes, a pathogen will destroy your cells or release toxins. Well done. Phagocyte is attracted to the pathogen and the it is inside of the white blood cell. The lysosomes will hydrolyse the pathogen with digestive enzymes. En- enzymes. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Excellent. So you quite enjoyed this today. Yeah? Yeah. If you wanted to contact us, you can go to our website at teachmescience.co.uk. We have all our resources on there. 
and our new wider reading you can send us a tweet at teachmebiocast you can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com and we've got instagram of course and that is at teachmebiologycast as you know our wider reading for january is aimed specifically at the fact that we were doing immunity week Mm -hmm. in january so it is a book about immunology so it's called the beautiful cure and it is by an author called daniel m davies through history the different discoveries about our immune response named scientists and the the contributions they made towards discovering how we basically fight off diseases i mean the terminology is sometimes a bit off like he sometimes uses the word germ and things like that the sort of words that you would never use at a level or right. a level answers but the obviously the content is still a level based but he's got to aim it at a general consumer of books hasn't he right. so he uses some language which isn't always appropriate for a level answers but the content is spot on really good read Oh, I feel a bit poorly. Um, oh, a bit pathogenic. Got a whole week of this. Oh, <laughs> I might need to be homesick. <laughs> Can I go to the nurse? No. <laughs> I might not be in tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you will be in tomorrow. We've got a whole week of immunity. <laughs> All right, okay. I've been Sarah Matthews. And I'm Rhea Corbett. This has been Teach Me Biology. And we'll we will you see you tomorrow, I suppose. Yeah, yeah okay. tomorrow. Bye. If I'm in. <laughs> Bye. That's what you gotta do, start dropping hints the day before. <laughs> <laughs>